Welcome to How to Hochschule, our audio guide about tackling life and work at Rheinwall University of Applied Sciences, one of the most international universities in Germany. So grab a cup of hot caramel latte, put on your comfy headphones and join us as we explore the world of Hochschule Rheinwall. In our very first episode, we talk about the wall, which is a big aspect of the Homecoming Cup. It's the final hurdle you have to take with your team. The Homecoming Cup is a big sports event taking place once a year, finishing off the freshest week. A lot of people from all over campus compete in it, in different sport events. And what we actually didn't tell you was who won 2022. All right, and this is getting kind of boring because it's the same team every year. All right, well, some of the same. You guys are new. I see that. There are some new people. They recruited some new people. All right, well, let's have it up for our gold medalist for the 2022 Homecoming Cup, team number 30, Salty As you heard, every team has a special name, and the second team had a really interesting team name. So, our second place team this year, number 46, Beer! Let's have it up. We'll so what was really interesting for us while we were there during the Homecoming Cup, that we recognized one of the team members of Team Beer. It was Carlos, who actually sat right next to us during the episode How to German. He was one of the German language students. He actually advanced in his German studies. And we met him and his team after the medal ceremony. Oh, that was quite, uh, quite a race. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was almost. We, we, went, we got first here in the world. But yeah. the, the other team had a lot of, an ex a lot of experience claiming the world. Right. So yeah. they did pretty fast. Like We thought we, we, would, we would win, but when I, we, we saw the, these guys here, yeah. they were like, ah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they're so too fast. Yeah, yeah. That's the first time you, you went as a team here, right? Yeah, it's the first time. How do you know, know each other? I, From uh, drinking and drink. party. <laughs> <laughs> so you met this week, or? Yeah, uh, well, I didn't know them. I only knew uh, Luis and Anana. The two of us met this week. Uh, Vincent and those two, we know each other for a few semesters and, well, through drinking. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. But for you, it's the first time in the cup, uh, right? Uh, for, to meet him and, uh, yeah. and Vincent. Yeah. Was there, what was like the hardest part for, for you? Hardest part? I think the, the bucket thing to coordinate all that stuff, then to raise the bucket for me, for at least. Yeah. And then run as, uh, uh, with my life. Uh, <laughs> I saw it. Was it was the, world, the world was a challenge. Yeah. It was a yeah. challenge, but I, I felt comfortable. Like I, I just raised first, and then we would try to push everybody. Yeah. And you, you uh, had done the race before? Or no, no, no race nobody before. of us had done this before. Yeah, yeah. first time for us. Yeah. And you, but you're all, but you don't study like all here in Cleveland? We, we do, we study in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. But different fields. Right? Every, every kind of different study courses, yeah. yeah. Only this one, uh, 
IBM, we're in IBM. Yeah, yeah exactly. IBM, engineering, Megatronics. Oh, yeah. Do you, you want to compete again next year? or? For sure, yeah. for sure. We have to. But it, was really, it was really close. Yeah, it, it was, was closer close. than it looked, actually. But the next, uh, next year, we will know how to do it, how to make it yeah. better, how to be more, more efficient. And uh, I think we can do it better. Uh, better yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what are you going to do now? Um, have, a, have a beer. Sleep. Have a beer and sleep. The power yeah. nap yeah. and then yeah. go partying. Yeah. If you ever set foot on a university campus, you know that it's more than just a place of learning. It's a community, a melting pot of cultures and experiences, a whole ecosystem full of life and the potential for amazing friendships. In today's episode, we will take you through the vibrant culture of university sport and the pulsating rhythm of campus music. But why are these activities such key ingredients in a recipe for friendship? We'll be unearthing stories, engaging in illuminating conversations and taking a deep dive into the beating heart of our university. Lesson number one, a magical medium. Mouthpiece do open mics where they open up the stage and everybody can read either their poems or sing or whatever they want really. Mouthpiece is one of the independent university organizations. Basically, everybody could create a university organization. And they do events. And I do believe they also do workshops and meet up to write poems together. And then you can just let your creativity spread. So the title of today's talk is A World Full of Iron. It's just like Proclivity Art is also one organization that kind of enhances your creativity in paintings and anything that you can do with your hands or whatever, not necessarily texts. We have a lot, a bunch of university organizations as well or anything. And cultural events, we try to either combine our events with or cooperate with other organizations or also with the FSRs and do Arabic nights or Bollywood night or I think we did a Latina Latino night as well um, where we are ordering food we try to get students engaged and, and do something on the stage to get to know the cultures better too That's it. my name is Charlotte Winkler and I study international relations in my fifth semester now And I'm the ASSA chair, which is the association for student interests. We help with money. We help with visa issues or just make the university more aware of racism or discrimination overall, like about gender, sexuality, ethnicities. But for me, the most important aspect to mention is that we have so many departments which are qualified to advocate sustainability or international interests or whatsoever but after all we're all students that sit in the office at least once a week and all of us have an open ear for anything really 
So in case somebody feels lonely, of course, we're not qualified and the university has qualified psychological assistance. But even if you don't necessarily have to talk about problems, but just want to talk, we're there and we can help you. So the Homecoming Cup is just one of many events taking place at the campus, organized by a lot of people, by the Welcome Center, sometimes with the faculties, sometimes it's a combined effort, and sometimes it's self-organized. Things like mouthpiece, open mics, parties, happening more often than you think. And a big aspect of them are the people who are actually on stage, who entertain you. So who are these people and how do they actually meet? I'm Philip. I'm Roy. We do the same program, mechanical engineering. We both began in 2019, September. And I think I met him on the second day of school, in the first semester. That was the second lecture for the day, because I didn't see him on the very first. But how did you figure out that you both like music? Uh, I, I actually began learning music when I came to Germany. So I came to Germany in 2018. But then at the time, I wasn't actually into music. I wasn't playing any instrument, though. I could sing a little. But then I go to church, so church is where I actually developed the desire to learn music and to play an instrument. Yeah, For me, it's more like with church. That's where I play. But in outside church, I hardly do any stuff. I started playing um, instruments more in Germany. Back in my home country, I started learning the keyboard And I sang a little bit. But when I came to Germany, that's when I started learning the drums. So the moment I played the drums, played the keyboard a little bit, and I sing also. And shows, I do get involved anytime that um, Ryan Val has like an event that has to do with showcasing our talents or shows in general, like the Winter Ball in 2019. I took part in that. So basically, anything that has to do with music. How did you get them out of church and in, into here? That, <laughs> that is so It's more it's, like, um, so he has a couple of friends he practices with. Yeah, so that whenever they have these, their shows, he gets invited. Yeah. But then for me, um, I'm still at church. I still play. But then like, since we come to school, It's through him I got to know that um, you can actually reserve a place here and practice. Yeah, so because he he came here quite often before I ever did. So one time he invited me to join with his practice and then I came along. You left out the part that my band members liked the way you played the bass, bro. That was what made him come here regularly, practice with us. They have a band. They, he left out the part that we had a show and we were in need of a bass player. I invited him over because I know that he's really good on the bass. I invited him over, let my other guys see what he can do. And the moment he touched the bass, they were in love with him at the first stop, at the first sound he made. <laughs> and so things happened and he was able to play with us for the first time as a band so ever since then we've been practicing together and you do it here around Cleaver or where you play shows for now in Cleaver 
Right. So for in what kind of events, like student events or yeah. students events? Yeah. So the one we played together, I think it was a Zimbabwean fest here on campus. Yeah, it was on a Saturday. So, yeah, <laughs> that's actually my first ever play outside. How was it? <laughs> I was a bit nervous. I was a bit anxious, but it was quite easy for me. One of friends for Exactly. My name is Marco van Hayes, and I'm working for the music department on Campus Kleber and Campus Kamp Litford. A lot of people ask me if you could study music here. That's, of course, not the case. Like sports, it's just a balance to the university life. And we have a, I would say, a big variety of options what you can do. When I first started to work here, I tried to figure out what are the needs of the students. What do they want to do? And they want to connect. They want to build like a group or ensemble. And so we have an official university group. And there are other ensembles which found themselves or I help them to connect. And they are also performing on different occasions on several events. So you can perform, actually, if you found yourself and you rehearsed in our rehearsal rooms, you can also perform on grad ceremonies, for example, or scholarship dinners. Freshers Week, our biggest event. So that's the main attraction for university music because we build up here quite a big stage and we have a complete evening where only students are performing for students on our university and for everyone who wants to listen so i think we had five acts the last year they had a slot of 20 minutes and performed for everybody and i think it was a huge success there was from hip-hop to singer-songwriters, there was all musical styles, there was even heavy metal. So I think we did that twice in presence and both times was a huge success and people loved it. I loved it to see that. And I think it was an idea to bring in musicians from the student body itself. Yes, because that was one of the first things that I tried to figure out. What talents do we have here? It's really great to see they are professional musicians. They performed partially on BBC, for example, and they have a career going on beside their studies here. It's a huge variety of musical styles from different backgrounds and people are talented around here. And I had the idea to bring them forward to, to show what musicians we have if they perform, because I think it doesn't make sense to employ external musicians, pay them if we have students who can really perform good music. So... I really prefer that. My name is Farhan and I study in DMB here in Kleve, uh, mechatronics. I'm Efe. I'm studying mechanical engineering here. I'm on my second semester for now. <laughs> I'm Deva Brat Chakraborty studying master's in usability engineering. What, what was the song you just sang? This one, uh, We Are Young by Fun. <laughs> When I was in school and university, uh, and, uh, yeah, bachelor's back in India, I used to yeah. listen to this song and we would play this in the, not play this, like play on the stereo mm -hmm. and, and this would be our like university life and how would we miss it, yeah. school life. And this song is actually about that. Why did you practice today? What is like the reason why you came together? Uh, we have a um, um, gig. We have five, five weeks a week. 
I know there's a gig, so I have to practice. I don't know what the gig is. So. It's a we're playing for a graduation ceremony on July 14th, 16th. Yeah, July 16th. My bad. <laughs> Now I'm confused. But yeah. tell me about. At <laughs> least I know the date. How did you put together the songs? We kept on suggesting, and then we kept on practicing on it. There was a lot of songs that we tried but didn't work out. There were a lot of songs that we couldn't play because of constraints. Because we have to be within those instrument yeah. constraints. So your positions on instruments are they fixed, or do you switch around? Or? If you're talented enough, of course, why not? <laughs> I am trying to learn keyboard. I mean, the piano. I want to learn piano. It's really. So I, so that I can also switch places. Yeah. So you're the lead guitarist of the band? Uh, not the lead guitarist. We have two guitarists and I am one of them. So we switch places. Like I sometimes play rhythm and when the other member is present, he plays rhythm and then we play solo. Ah, all right. Yeah. How did you find find each other? We have a group on WhatsApp called Hachasadu Musicians where other musicians can find each other. And it was made by Marco, who's heading all these events and stuff so through him we got in contact he auditioned all of us i mean he knew jochen already jochen yeah, is very yeah. talented on the drums yeah we all just signed up later yeah. yeah and we all just love playing so i came here to audition and we meet with some incredible musicians unfortunately some of them couldn't later keep up because they have their own studies and internships but right now we have around like five people so they're all really nice musicians and i'd like to come here sometimes like wednesdays i i like to come practice songs and sometimes we even go out of the boundaries with jochen i think i mean we like to play some rock songs some metal songs and even though we won't play them in the upcoming gig we still sometimes have fun just playing messing around it's like the first time for you playing the band um when i was in school um i was i used to be in, actually my base is not from western music my base is from indian classical music i used to be pra participating in western music as well but not this kind of band but yeah. it would be something similar so a little bit of experience i have but not so much i think they have way better experience did you play in rock or metal bands before or? uh not rock and metal bands not specifically but i had a high school band that we played in some shows and played in some competitions before not so serious competitions but i think that made me like playing with a band so that's why i'm here right now did you play this first band for you or did you mm. play the band before Not in a band. This is my first time. This yeah. is your first band. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know each other before? Or no, no, no one. Oh, all through the band. Well, I met him at the open mic. Yeah, our university organizes open mics, so I was genuinely interested. And in, you know, I, I'm from Camp Linford, the other end of the university. Oh, really? You come extra from Camp Linford over here? Too. Every Wednesday. Wow. So. Yeah, I came for that. I was like, okay, let's meet new people, and then I met him. And Mar Marco, of course, suggested them because I knew Marco from university. Um, um, they had a talent show thing, so from there he suggested me to meet them. And then when when in the open mic, then from there to here, yeah, yeah, that's how the connection built. And you probably would never meet here if the music didn't. Yeah. I I always look for new opportunities, try to go out and go out of my boundaries. Sometimes you know it's important and look for opportunities, new people, and you never know what you're gonna find, new things, you know.
that's really important. That's how I met these guys. Yeah. And that's how I'm here with the mic. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. And out of this came the idea for the band? Also, this came from out from this. Like a course, like a sport course. So we wanted to guarantee to have a regular appointment a week. And we have our brilliant employee and drummer, Jochen van Bentum, who is leading this course. The goal is that they will perform regularly on both campuses for different events like the Freshers Week, the Music Night, or for Grad Summer Moments or whatever is coming up. I think it's hard to form like a fixed group. Definitely. That's why we had the idea to form a course, like with one drummer who is responsible and is an employee. He is in his position as a drummer. He is always there. I hope he wants to do it for a long time. And of course, we have like a flirtation of students. And yes, but I think if we have a bassist, and at the moment we don't have a bassist, we are looking for a bassist, by the way. But if there is a guitar player and another guitar player is interested to play in the band, we try to bring him in as a second formation. Also, if someone gets sick, he can replace like in theater pieces. That's the goal, that we have a second formation on it. And if people are leaving the university or go for an internship for half a year, that we can replace those musicians. Because we have not that huge amount of students like on other universities. What we found out is that if we have like small courses for guitar, for example, which work quite okay, it ran out after a while because you have to find people on the same level who want to improve or want to get forward. And I found out they come much better forward if they work on their own level with one teacher And lucky wise, all from the music school in Camp Linfet and also in Cleve, the teachers speak English and they make individual appointments because some students can afford to take a lesson a week, but other students maybe only once a month and you can make individual appointments with your teacher. That's really good. And so you can also avoid the problem with the school holidays. So you really can keep on practicing on your instruments. Others say, okay, I need one lesson and then for, I can rehearse for two months. Others say, I need more input. So you're really free how you create your lesson environment. <laughs> and there are also beginners. And for this, for example, we connected with the local music schools because all the infrastructure is already there and they have reduced prices for lessons and they can book also rooms to rehearse there free. When did your interest in music start? Oh, when I was a teenager. Then, of course, I wanted to be a famous musician. And yeah, when I went to Paris, I got a taste of what it would be to live from music because I'm a huge fan also of world music. And I got connected with some world musicians and the world music scene in the 90s was really the center in Europe was Paris. And during that period, when I was in Paris, I heard about the profession of Atemsprechend Stimmlehrer, which means your vocal coach and learn about the right breath. And that was an official profession that you could study here in Germany. So I came back for that. That was near Hanover before I returned to Cleve. I was given speech therapy. And besides, I was interested in recording and producing. And so I was visiting studios. I got lucky to get introduced with good studios and people in the audio scene. So besides my work, I got myself skills to 
built up a studio on my own. I was working for 20 years as a recording engineer and also producer to mix and mastering audio. And also I was running live shows as an audio engineer. I'm connected to the local cultural scene, of course, of my job. And I think that was one reason why it would be a good idea to employ me mm. at the, on the university because I can connect with the city as well. What you're doing today is something like world music, to be honest. Like the Hochschulband, they come from different countries. You have someone from Germany, you have someone from Turkey, someone yeah, from... Definitely. So that is a lot of fun, of course. The variety of musical styles here at our university is immense and I really love it. And to bring the people together, And to mix all those styles, yes. So the circle is closed somehow. And yes, and due to my background, I also installed a sound crew on campus. So students from HSRW have the opportunity, if they're interested in the technical part, it's a technical university, but if they maybe not doing music or playing an instrument or want to do both, They can get in touch with me and they get workshops how to run the live equipment and to support the musicians on all the events because we are on most events we are handling the audio equipment on our own and we don't need to rent external audio companies, PA companies. We can do it on our own. You do shows like open mics. Exactly. There's something like mouthpiece. Mouthpiece, we're in touch with them as well, but they are quite independent. They are also ask for our equipment sometimes. And we try to make everything possible. Asta as well. And those are the regular li live shows. We have a little light setup as well. And if you want to record, like we do now, we are in the audio lab. And if you want to record your music or podcasts or interviews, it is possible in Kleve or already. And in Camp Linford, Thomas Laubach is installing also an audio lab, audio recording studio. In TNB, a band of professors has formed and they are also, they also recorded music here already. It's also a very interesting mixture. There is a classical cello and there's mandolin and it's guitars, acoustic setup, really great. I think they get better day by day. They perform regularly on the graduation ceremonies of TNB. Has the music scene changed because of the university? Yes. When I did music in the parks when I was a teenager, I got thrown out <laughs> and I saw partially angry passengers, but also some who enjoyed it, of course. It could also be my music, but I really enjoy the sight of seeing students all over the parks in Kleve and it enriches the view of the city. It's a vivid scene and it brings life to Kleve. I think it's only advantage i find interesting that they have the opportunity to meet each other and exactly of course music is a common language right so that is music is a magical medium to connect and to communicate on another level that's the beauty of it that's what i like about my job the most that people are connecting on another level and come together and have fun and that's really On our international school, it's a language, a common language, which everybody understands, no matter what the background is, if you're a classical music player or, and you can join in with a world music player from India as well. It works. Mm -hmm. Maybe 
should add this to, yeah. to the roster. Uh, it was really good. Thank you. Lesson number two, sharing a passion. Three, two, one. Good job this time. Oh, nice. Good job. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is a specific part of Judo or Jiu-Jitsu itself. That's called the Neowaza. I'm not sure. I'm sorry if I'm butchering this, like I'm coming out of the blue. So a bit of the idea of the Judo, like for the basics, is... You try to get a pawn, right? So you try to take your opponent down with their back on the ground. And if you manage to do that, you win the match. Jiu-Jitsu, or more specifically Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, expands a bit after that. Like we say, okay, the match is not over. The opponent is on the ground. Yes, he still, yeah, he can get up. He can get me back. So our idea is by using leverages, like how we position our body, so, like, I use the strength of my whole body through my hips, through my back, on a single limb. So, that's, so if I can target the arm, because I have my whole body, the whole biomechanics of my whole body, like the weight, on a single limb, I can cause a lot of damage with very minimum effort. And once you have a broken arm, situation is a bit different for you to continue. And uh, that's the idea of behind jiu-jitsu. Or you, like, in the, this is in the self-defense scenario, right? Like, in a competition, in a sport, you never go that far. But, yeah, or you give up or you risk getting choked out or suffering some joint injury. Yeah, so that's a bit the basics of jiu-jitsu. It's the whole idea of minimum effort with maximum damage output. Can you ask you a quick question? What do you study? I say international relations. What do you study? Mechanical engineer. How did you find the class? I think it was on the website of the university. I wanted to join some sport and I saw jiu-jitsu and I said, well, let's give it a try. For you as well? Yeah. Why did you pick Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Because I'm only available at this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time for you doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Yes. Have you any martial art experience? Yeah, before. What about you? It's my first time doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, and I had a bit of experience with the classical Jiu-Jitsu, like the, the other kind. But do you enjoy the class? Yeah, I enjoy <laughs> this class a lot. It is really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like in this month and a half, I've progressed and learned quite a lot and really happy about it. Yes, I learned a lot, and I would like oh, to okay. use it in real life, but I'm not pretty good at it yet. But did you pick it to uh, just for the fun of it, or what was yes. the main inspiration? Fun of it, and I also think it's a very complete sport, so I thought that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, when, when I have to find my brothers. No, no, but yeah, I think for the fun of it, and because it's a really good stress reliever. And you also have to fight your brothers? Or? Oh, no, like for me, actually, I suffered corona. After I got over it, I thought I need to do some workout. Because I suffered a lot compared to my friends. Does a workout help? Yes, yes, it does. And did you do any other workout before? Or is it like the first class you did in mm, Hoshu Sport? For this is the best class, yes. Yeah. In Hoshu Lagarinbar, yeah. Yeah. And for you as well? I studied this semester, but I'm also doing the full body workout on ah, Tuesday. Okay. So, but you did before in sports. How would you compare Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu from sports? Because uh, probably you did something before as well. Yeah, like before... I learned Taekwondo, but compared to Taekwondo, it's like ground fighting. Taekwondo is always standing and kicking, and this is ground fighting. And I think this is more useful for real life fighting. Yeah. I totally agree. And also, like the kind of jiu-jitsu you was more 
focused on the technique and the katas and this is more fighting and I enjoyed more because of that and also yeah it's very different from what I used to do did you know anyone from here before no I mean I just met him last week yeah <laughs> we have somebody from Egypt somebody from Bahrain somebody from Germany somebody like people from Brazil which is me <laughs> um, we have People from Italy, South Korea. Yeah, it's like from the top of my head, it's very diverse. Where is your thoughts today? So, I've never done like jujitsu before, so I just wanted to like rest, do some sort of wrestling again. I really do. I like it a lot, actually. Methodical or whatever. I feel like wrestling is like more, it's more aggressive and like more like it's quicker, faster paced, but, but that's good for me because I think I like, I'm used to like a more aggressive style. But I then I think sometimes like when I wrestle with Leo or some of the other guys, they know more of the moves and they know how to hit them. But yeah, it's been good. It's been different and like it, good to try something new. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a huge history and it's like very connected to Brazilian history also because it's like our thing you know it's like our sports and we're very good at it and it just took over the world so I gotta say it's something that I'm really proud to, to like to know as a Brazilian that we created such a amazing sport and such efficient martial art for the people listening that they have some background of martial arts a jiu-jitsu practice can be very different like a Brazilian jiu-jitsu so like we, we blast some good music we enjoy ourselves of course there's the part of the discipline and the respect as every martial arts should have like we bow to each other but it really has this friendship kind of vibe we really like the our partners our sparring partners we respect their integrity so yeah because it's in jiu-jitsu you can really fight without actually injuring yourself because since it's a lot about techniques if you feel some discomfort you tap out the person would immediately stop that's like a sacred rule for us if somebody taps you stop so yeah so whenever somebody feels uncomfortable they just tap it's over And that's like a very safe, I don't know, barriers, like people don't cross that. So it's, and there's no, no actual striking. There's no kicking in the sport. Like you cannot slam your opponent on the ground, like certain techniques that because of their risk, they're only allowed for higher belts. So they make sure that you have a certain experience of what you're doing before you actually allowed to do the technique on the fight. So yeah, it's it's a lot about safety and uh, that's something that we take very seriously. So we really respect the integrity of all practitioners of jiu-jitsu. So yeah, if you guys are curious, don't worry, come. It's super <laughs> safe. Right now, there is a which is something unusual for martial arts, at least from the ones for the gyms I've been to. There are a lot of girls practicing also, so it's a very safe environment for all genders. We respect respect it's the most important thing for us. Oh, it's been great, actually, to meet these guys, to meet Malta and Leo and Jasper, the other guys here. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's a lot easier, I think, to make, like, friends here more than, like, in class. I think it's like a leisurely activity. Yeah? You're not in class, you're, like, trying to follow along with the guy and, like, with the lecturer, then you're, I don't know, it's, you're not there for fun, you're there for a reason, you're trying to focus on class or whatever. Um, it's, like, here that everybody's, like, interested in in doing jiu-jitsu so you have a like, common interest like right away but yeah it's it's great for that
it's I think really important because to, to not just go to class, join a sport or something, join an activity, a club to to make friends. My name is Leo. I come from Brazil. I used to study medicine back in Brazil. So I came here with the idea of studying medicine, but for other many reasons I couldn't continue. So I still wanted to keep in contact with the medicine aspect of academic and biology. So I saw this course of bioengineering. I was like, okay, that's my thing. That's what I'm going to do now. I started actually like when I was a little kid with karate. I did it like for, I don't know, maybe two years. I'm not sure. And then I quit. But I always was very into martial arts, so I would do something every now and then. And then I started doing jiu-jitsu when I was in high school because the gym that I used to go to, they had jiu-jitsu and a bunch of friends. It was like a gym close to the school. So all my friends from high school, they would go to jiu-jitsu and they're like, bro, you should try it. And at first I was very reluctant. It looked weird. <laughs> all the techniques, the wrestling. I used to really be into Muay Thai and kickboxing. So when I saw that, I was even a bit like, uh, this even work? Like, what are they doing here? I don't really understand. I'm feeling a lot of people, when they see Jiu-Jitsu for the first time, they don't really understand what's happening. They might think that's boring because they don't really get it. They see it, but they can't make sense of what's going on there. And then I tried it out of like peer pressure, pretty much. And I enjoyed it, I really liked it. And then I did it on and off for about five or six years. Um, I started to get a bit more serious here in, in Cleve with the, as a team, which Miguel Braga started, like a good friend of ours. And I think he wanted to expand Jiu-Jitsu. I never really questioned that because in my head it was pretty logical. Like I had the knowledge. Like if I were in his position, I have the knowledge, I love the sport. Why not bring it to more people in a like a with a bunch of nationalities and like really bring jujitsu to the whole world? For me, I think I would have taken the same decision. I think you would also. But I never really thought about this idea of I'm gonna make through jujitsu Germany be more like my home. Maybe that's a bit of what Miguel was thinking. So with this, uh, Miguel thought that I was a good choice to keep going with the course. And he said, like, yeah, man, why don't you take over? Because it's a very personal project for him also. Like, he, he was very proud of starting this project and, like, expanding the reach of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And I think it was very, I don't know, very sad, very tragic for him to just, because he left the university, right? So I think it was a bit too, too sad for him to let it go, and he wanted to keep the project going. So he decided to go with me, even though I'm not that qualified to, to go with it. I wasn't even going to take the position as a coach because I didn't feel like I was qualified enough. But So I talked to Miguel about that, very comforting with the idea. He said, no, man, I'm going to be behind you. I'm gonna, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna support you. So with the practices, I'll guide you. I'll help you with everything. Like he sends me the training from Brazil, like what he does with his team there. He instructs me, like, okay, you should do this training, like all techniques that we've have covered before in our years of practice. I'm really hoping maybe at some point somebody's gonna come and they're like a higher belt. Because like in my position, I agreed with the training, but I won't graduate anybody. I have maybe when I leave, things are going to end. I'm just hoping that somebody will come or maybe we'll talk, we'll find somebody. I don't know.
let's hope for the best. But it's, we see the basics. People are having fun. People are doing some physical activities. They are connecting with each other, making friendships. And uh, yeah, it's just overall a very nice environment. And maybe it's the, a bit of the personality of the people that are interested in the sports. Maybe it's just like the content. Maybe it's the respect. But you're on the mat, you're, you're chatting, you're creating some bonds, you're meeting new people. It's impressive the amount of like very cool people I've met training, especially here in uh, Hoshuda. When you were doing, like your knee was just on my arm, so there was no traction. So let me see you guys do it. First of all, we need a coach who's going to take care of that. So we always ask when the new people come, hey, is there anybody has like some kind of specialty in some kind of sports? And then we can uh, get on. No? They do the first aid course and then we ask them how many hours they want to do and it's all that. And then... We start with the course slow and then we see how it develops. But it's mainly the person that is leading it. And of course, some sports, they die out because the coach is gone, done with studies. And then in the end of the day, we just hope somebody else jumps in. Of course, we ask at the end, hey, you maybe have somebody for us who can take over. But of course, sometimes it doesn't happen. And then we move on. But at the same time, new sports start, and so it's an up and down, and we kind of keep the level. How do you find coaches? The coaches come to us, or Instagram, or yeah, Facebook, <laughs> and for the Freshers Week. But we need today a coach for beginner swimming. It's very important for our students, and we have not an enough coach for the course. We ask other students, other coach, Instagram, and yeah. Word of mouth. And of course, the coach that is actually in charge at that moment, we ask them, like I said before, if they have somebody that can jump in. Hi, my name is uh, Sarah. I'm from the University Sports in Kleve and Kamplindward. Hi, I'm Peter. I've been doing this quite a long time as well, taking care of university sports and trying to improve our a variety of sports all the time. I've been doing pretty much all sports. I'm no soccer. I love to watch soccer, but I never played myself. But my main sport for sure is more focused on board sports. When I was like seven, eight years old, the sport of windsurfing came up. And I grew into that sport like 150%. And I was living of it for 20 years. As oh, really? A, as, yeah, as a professional windsurfer doing like World Cups and traveling the world. At the same time, I would study sport in Cologne. Just and that way you more sports and you learn more about sports. I finished that and I left it on the side for all the years I was windsurfing professionally. What is your connection with sport? What is like the first sport you did? I was for years. I'm starting with Voltigieren. This is acrobatic on horse, with a horse, with a team. And this is my, yeah, my favorite sports. I start at the university in Münster. I work at the university sports and this is sport and fitness Kauffrau, call oh, yeah, it. Yeah. And yeah, start in Münster. 
Yeah, it's an apprenticeship, I think it's work. Did you make uh, Ausbildung? Yeah, yeah. Zara could bring all the knowledge from, from a place where they really do university sports for a long time and bring all that knowledge to us. And that was very helpful because I'm not too much of an administration person. I'm more in the practical field, trying to develop new sports and all that. And she is very much in that administration. And that's why we actually fit perfectly together. Yeah. Who came up with the logo? Actually, Professor McGill came up with the idea we have to have a logo. And Maybe we have to explain the logo because it's a podcast. So. Yeah, it's a swan. Like we are in Kleber, it's the town of the swan. You can see it on the castle. There's a yeah. huge golden swan on the, on top of the castle. And so Professor McGill came along with some student and he developed that logo for us. And then we came up with the stickers. We painted it on the wall and have flags. So that was, in the beginning, more an idea for giving that just to the team. So the team, the Swan teams for futsal and cricket yeah. and whatever. He's like a aggressive sportsman. And the teams, they call it Swans. And you already have a mascot, if you ever, I don't know if you ever use mascots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never, never <laughs> thought of that. That would be actually funny to have yeah. that, but it would be hard to get that, maybe, yeah. What were your experience on making friends? from sports activities? I think you can find about sports friendships for the life. You have one thing together and have fun together and you need not one language. You can understand with the sports and not about a language. And this is important for sports, that I think. Yeah, sports, it's like a fight. It's like war sometimes. You have that goal especially as a team and you fight for it and that just merges you it brings you you're on a mission and that way in the end of the day you're so connected more than you can be uh, in any other field i would believe and it's easy because it comes natural it's fun but it's also sharing the misery when it's not working well and then in the end of the day you just one unit so what is like the difference from the teacher side of it to see how people who are complete beginners develop their skills. Is that something that gets uh, help building relationships or how yeah, would you see yeah. it? Yeah, they're thankful. They hover and stall on a certain level and they don't, they cannot improve. And you just give a little bit of input and a little bit of feedback and all of a sudden it works. And that makes people smile. Uh, that's why it's such a nice relationship then after all, because they see something in you and you can, see something in them and it, it connects as well is there like a certain sport where you would say okay that's a little bit easier for someone who has no certain abilities to get into the sport and maybe find a community there a team sports is easier to find friendships but i think you are play with the team in the hall or outside in your individual sports you are alone for you And you can talk about before or after the course. It's okay. But on the place you are play together. And that I think is easier for, for friendships. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Then yeah. team sport, uh, of course, helps to find people to, to build friendships. You group up and you can talk to other people that have the same problems in the courses at night when they're waiting now on the bench because the field is now open, you start to talk and you talk about the things that happen during the day. I think that helps. And then if you did sport before, if you go that way, 
and you really want to want to push through on one sport you really have to cross borders and it's sometimes frustrating and that actually builds you up for life too so you can prepare yourself for life with sports if you're really into it and if you're doing it with passion you can socialize with people and talk about your problems and of course if you really have a bad day you can let it all out on doing sports at night and then you maybe refresh for the next day and you can start all over Because you need to concentrate on that sport and you don't have more capacity to know, think about other stuff that happened during the day. And that's healthy. Yeah, that's why I love sports where you really have to be focused that much that there's no chance for problems or anything else to sneak into your mind because you have to be 100% focused. Yeah, that's good. It's more about sharing a passion and then you want to talk about the passion that what brings you together and you can exchange ideas help each other that's why in individual sports you can also group up but in the end of the day you on your own and especially in competition it's it's hard on my field i know you had a few people you would really connect to and the rest was more like you would watch each other and not really connect it was more like a little aggressive level all the time to to survive in that field yeah <laughs> but you were on a high professional level uh, it's not i don't know if there are here situations of no, course here, I, Homecoming tell, Cup, I tell you it's the same thing it goes down to the lowest level wow when when our teams go somewhere like just A few months ago, I watched a cricket game. Those guys, if something goes wrong and they're not happy with the referee, I thought I have to go down and, and separate them. <laughs> mm. I think it's always the same. It's in the nature of sports. Yeah. Mm. So it doesn't matter where you are at the end of the day. This is the same with our futsal team. They live for the sport. They live for futsal or cricket. We have different sports in Rheinwald. We have a flat rate. You can book one course and all the sports. You can go for one time and look for this. And yeah, when it's not the right course, you go to other sports. And this is the easier to find the right sport for you. All the sports we have when you have enough time for this. And yeah. There's a few exceptions, though, like tennis and sailing excluded because they're too pricey. But pretty much like 90% of the sports, you can check it out and do it. Yeah, there have been, because of that system, I think there's a lot of, Many people, many students that actually find new sports for themselves. But of course, they also bring their, their history with them. And people have been doing sports in their own country. And then they prefer that sport when they come here. Because, of course, they have already worked up their level in that sport. And that, that feels good. <laughs> But nevertheless, they're trying other stuff. And they start to appreciate that too. But in Rheinwald, yeah, it is difficult to find person to a new sport, the Quidditch. Quidditch is a, a game <laughs> with Harry Potter, yeah. you know. Oh, I didn't know that yeah. people actually are playing that. Yes, there It's are crazy. competitions. Really? Yeah, yeah. Quidditch But they're not a... flying. How does it work? Yeah. <laughs> they run. They just run around with a stick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah it's like easier I... when you have more students there. They feel, feel free in a new new competition and new sports and yeah and they have different to find enough 
person-to-play Quidditch. And in Münster, it's then easier. You have more students All right, to find. Yeah. 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 How do I find out about Hochschulsport? What kind of activities university sports are offering? We have our homepage. You can book the course online. We start with the semester. We start one, two weeks later. The, that's the beginning of the semester. Then you have your plan, your study plan for the, for the, for the study courses and you can check it and yeah, you can begin. Yeah. Just to make people understand, we start later because a lot of coaches are students and they don't know their schedule yet. So we had it in the beginning that, that we would actually have the whole system, everything was done, the schedule, and then we have to turn it all over because the coaches said, ah, I have a lecture at that time. I cannot even do it. And that's why it's starting later. Yeah. And uh, certain events, how do they happen? Has every football cup is one time in the year. And yeah, more than 100 students yeah, play football together. And this is a competition. Is that yeah. something that developed like the Homecoming Cup? That's how, did, do you remember how that developed? Or I think Andre kind of came up with that idea. Yeah. Former yeah, coach. Um, yeah. He said, hey, we want to have a Nation Cup. So like the Spanish would play against the Italian or whatever, you know, Indians. And that was a nice idea. And it just took off. <laughs> and then there's other competitions. You see, ah, it's not really working. Then they die out. But in general, we have competitions all over the place. We have some badminton competitions, some volleyball competitions. We go to Münster for the... Nikolaus tournament oh, once yeah. a year. Can you explain what it is? It's a huge tournament in the university sports from Münster at the University of Münster. And it's once a year around Nikolaus. And like from many universities, people move there and they play against each other. Yeah. Was there ever like an event Cleve against Kamplumford? Yeah, now yeah. the soccer. Yeah, uh, soccer, yeah we have team. two teams from Camp Lenford and 10 teams for Clever. I think they came third, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they were part yeah. of it. Of yeah. course, we always try to connect, but it, it's hard. It's okay. far to go and uh, yeah, it's it's sad. It would be much easier if they would just be around the corner or we would be around their corner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is the difference between Camp Lenford and Clever from the program that... that You can join. Yeah, it's smaller, smaller. It's not so many students in Camp Linford that we have football, badminton, volleyball, yoga, dancing. We have for this semester the first time Jiu-Jitsu in Camp Linford. Peter called it when we have a coach and enough students and I go to the sports and yeah, we are open for, for new course. The problem was in Camp Linford, in the beginning it was easier. People, students would actually live closer to the university. But then I think it was maybe because it was cheaper somewhere else. They moved out to cities and they would use the train. And then in the evening hours when university sports is happening, they're not around anymore. Why we, we always try new sports there and then we see, oh, it's only four people going and then we have to cancel it again. So that's very important to know. It's not us trying to make company Ford smaller. It's it's actually because people are moving away in the evening hours when university sports is happening and that takes away the quantity. Normally, if you go here locally to Kleve, to a club, probably only meet people from Kleve. But here you can meet actually the whole world in a class, more or less. Is there any classes that are more or less diverse, or is it hard to say? Yeah, cricket, 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 cricket yeah. Um, badminton, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of Indians, but there are also other 
Yeah. Uh, nationalities. So uh, volleyball is mixed. So it's the Indians are pretty on it all over the place. I would say in those sports, volleyball, badminton, and cricket. Yeah. But still, there's other people sneaking in, and it's fine. It's cool. They connect. A a any sport is mixed, a big mix, and it's good. Our course are all in English. This is easy for all the students to go to the different course. Swimmer beginning courses, for example, of course, that's people mainly from Africa, India, because they don't learn. They don't have the chance to learn to swim. And therefore, the, um, this is the group of people that joined swimming, which is interesting. I mean, I did a few courses and it was like amazing to teach a 20-year-old swimming. It's yeah. very different and you would have to start very slow <laughs> on, on a level. When I was in Cologne, they taught me how to get people get used to water, pouring water over their heads and making them go down and under, below with the nose. And oh. I thought... Gee, what are they telling me here in Cologne? I will never use that. And here I come. And it's the main thing. It makes sense that you're afraid. When you're older, of then of course, if you're younger, you don't think so much about it. But when you're yeah, older. And then on the other side, <laughs> there's huge courage. It's naive. It's, yeah, that's what I would call it. And they come to water ski and they can hardly swim. And they said, no, I can swim. And then they almost drown. You know, you really have to take care because They're not aware of what can happen. So it's very important to learn to swim. What advice would you give students that are unsure of joining Hochschulsport? Just come with courage and don't be afraid of failing. You don't have to be an expert in sports. We also treat beginners in a very nice way, I believe. And I hope it is like that's what the coach is supposed to do. Yeah. So just come and check it out and appreciate the options you have and don't let them pass through without trying. And then in the end of the time, you're done with your studies and you're thinking, ah, oh, maybe I should have learned to swim. And that's sad because you could just take it with and that would open a huge field for you. Yeah, you can relax by the sports, by yoga, pilates, and you have new friendships. Yeah, talk about sports and the men's are to people where you know of that they go and do some sports at the university sports and let's go with them maybe that makes it a little bit easier you know you know somebody is taking you with and then you see what comes so what is the difference between how friendships are formed during university sports and other activities like music or partying or i don't know study groups what do you think in your experience is like the difference Wow, I don't see a difference. I think it's exactly the same thing. Like I said, you're sharing a passion and you talk about it and that the other person loves it too. And that's the connection. And it doesn't matter what you like. If you like reading, <laughs> talk about a book or you like a certain kind of music, you want to play in a band or if you in a team in, at volleyball, it doesn't matter. It's just another option to experience that. Lesson number three, find people from a lot of places. Second place, great success. No, yeah, no. We did the best as we could and we had a lot of fun. But... Yeah. It's harder with silver, you need more help. So, Carlos, how was it for you when you first came here, besides learning German? It was not very hard. Like, it's not so different to Spain. But yeah, like living by my own, like the first time I saw my room, 
I checked into the pictures in the in of the app, and I was like, oh, it doesn't seem the same thing. This is much older and dirty than what was in the picture. But I was like, but maybe with months I will get used to. If the people in my house, because I'm living in a veggie, uh, I'm sharing with uh, other five people. Uh, if people is they are nice, I think I can get used to very quickly. And yeah, so I think I thought that people would make the experience better. Yeah, I get homesick when I phone my parents and they're saying, "Oh, we're doing like a barbecue in family. We've gone to this place. We're singing. We were doing that stuff that I used to do with them." Homesick because. That that close love my family gave all these years, I don't feel it here. Like for much that I find like friends and all that stuff, it's not the same. It's not the same feeling of closeness. And most my sister, like because my sister was like my best friend, far away from her, it's like very hard to me. But I try to not think. Yeah, I'm homesick. I want to come back to my home country, to Spain. I try to like see the positive part of where I'm living and today what I can do here, like all the possibilities I have. So like I'm, I, I focus on that. But uh, yeah, like for me, Germany, the German people are nice. Like when you talk yeah. to them in Spain, we have that stereotype. Like uh, German people are too cold and they only work and all that stuff. Like it's not the same. Like in, in Spain, people are, if you talk to a stranger, like it's not that that difficult. Like they can try to help you or... They try to be nice or I don't know. But I don't feel like people here, they don't want to help you or that they are very cold. I have a lot of friends, uh, German friends, and they are very nice people when you talk to them. But maybe at the beginning, like they're not so extroverted, for example, myself, because I think I'm very extroverted. Like I can talk to a stranger in, in seconds and have a deep conversation or because that's my cultural way of being. Like I always grow like that in my family and in my country. But I don't feel like people here are cold. They just have another cultural way of dealing with people. Like when I talk with Spanish people, yeah. I feel more myself because I can express yeah, my ideas in a better way. Like in English, I cannot do some types of jokes or expressions or saying the things I want to say in that exact way. I have to find another way because it's not my mother tongue that's comprehensible. So how do you approach that? I don't really like to be only in with our groups or because we all speak Spanish or because we all come from the same country. We should give it a try because that's the for me the goal of an international university to find people from a lot of places. In my case, I don't stick a lot with the Latino group or because I really want to have like friends from different parts of the world. So like I have friends from I don't know Ghana or Cameroon or and others from Egypt and others from India and I'm trying to have a relationship with all of them and to yeah have my international group instead of having to fit only with the Spanish group because for that I would stay in my home country. Congratulations! Thank you to Marco for the music help. Thank you to Peter for helping organize this. All right, take place over there, Silver. Let's have it up for our Silver Medalist Team Beer. Thank you for listening to the How to School podcast. 
We hope you enjoyed the show and feel free to follow us and recommend us to your friends. If you have any thoughts or suggestions or just want to let us know how you liked the episode, please don't hesitate to drop us a line at podcast at hsrw.eu. We're always looking for ways to improve and we really appreciate your feedback. Also, be sure to check out our show notes for links and more information on today's topics and guests next time on the How to Hochschule podcast. But why isn't there something called a free lunch? <laughs> In the upcoming episode, we invite you to join us as we focus on managing the critical aspects of funding your studies and delve into the monetary complexities of life at Hochschule Rhein-Waal. I'm Stefan Hanf and this is the How to Hochschule podcast. Thank you for joining us and we hope to see you again next time. Tschüss.